What's going on, everybody? I'm Luke Worth here with my partner, Tyler Shannon. Welcome to the Puck Boys podcast. On this edition of Puck Boys, we will be focusing on the world of sports and the top stories that are going on. All right, to start us off today, we'll be focusing on Tom Brady's homecoming game against New England last weekend. Obviously, Tom Brady won six rings with the Patriots over 21 years there. Um, so his homecoming game was very important to the Patriots fans and to the league as a whole. Uh, we would have thought that Tom Brady would have had a big game against the Patriots coming out from probably throwing at least for maybe 200, maybe 250 yards, at least a couple of tutties. But he actually had a disappointing game in many people's books. He threw for less than 200 yards and zero touchdowns. Um, so, Tyler, what do you think of Tom Brady's performance? I thought Tom being Tom, being Tom I thought he would have come out, you know, and, and had a spectacular game. But he, he got the win in the end. That's what he does. Um, no matter what, it's, a, it's about the team. And in, in an interview, in an interview after the game, he even gave props to Mac and his team for fighting because Mac, Mac's a young, a young gun in the, in the NFL, and, and Tom understands what it's like to be that guy. So he gave props to Mac. And uh, Tom, Tom didn't have a great game, but, you know, he, he got the win in the end, and that's all that matters to him. Yeah, I would have personally thought that the Buccaneers would have at least put up maybe 30 points. <laughs> Considering Gronk was out, that was probably a big thing with Tom Brady. Obviously, t- Gronk is his number one target in both Tampa Bay and in his time in New England. Um, Mac Jones had a good game. He threw for he threw for 275 yards with two tutties and only and uh, only one interception, uh, which is obviously better than Tom did in that game. Uh, but the Buccaneers, being the Buccaneers and Tom Brady being Tom Brady, they came out with a 19 to 17 win in the end. Um, so moving on to our local football teams, uh, the Giants and the Jets. So the Giants took a trip down to New Orleans this past weekend uh, to play the Saints. The Saints were going to the game 2-1, and one. the Giants going to the game 0-3 oh after losing the Falcons and the Broncos in their prior two weeks. Uh, so it wasn't really looking that good, especially for Giants fans going in against a good Saints team that put up 33 points against the Packers in week one, um, and they were looking hot returning back to New Orleans. But the Giants were able to turn it around, and they were led by both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones... Had a great game. He had a career high in yards for 402 yards with two touchdowns. Um, and Saquon also had a good dominant game, scoring the game-winning touchdown in overtime. So, Tyler, what did you think about the Giants pulling off that victory, especially after starting off 0-3? Yeah, as you, as you said, going into the game, they, they were really struggling. Um, it seemed that they were, having, they were having some good practices earlier in the week. Uh, coming into the game, their main focus was a W. Um, they came out on top. Alvin Kamara, he uh, he did his best to try and shut him down, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to for them. Um, and I, I think I think Saquon was really able to spread his wings and show his leadership for the team. Um, you could see him getting hyped for for defensive stops on the sidelines and really him taking control um, on the offensive side of the ball. And I, I think it's a definitely a good stepping stone for the Giants. And uh, coming in coming into Week Five. Uh, they they uh, should should try and win another one. Yeah, I agree. I think that it was a good confidence boost for the offense that had been struggling, especially against the Falcons. The defense played well, guarding the air um, with James against Jameis Winston. 
Obviously, Alvin Kamara being one of the best running backs in the league, not much you can do about that, but they're able to slow him down enough to come out with the victory. So moving on to the Jets, uh, the Jets also received a victory this week against the Titans at MetLife. Um, Zach Wilson, especially two weeks ago, everyone thought that he was going to be one of the biggest busts of all time, throwing four picks against the Patriots. Um, but he came into this game. He looked well-rounded. Uh, he had 297 yards with two tutties, um, and he led the, t- uh, the Giants against an injured Titans team. The Titans were without Julio Jones. Um, and A.J. Brown, which obviously was a big blow to them, and the Jets were able to pull off a 27-24 victory in overtime. So, Tyler, what are your, what are your thoughts on the Jets moving forward? Do you think that this is going to be a turning point for them, or do you think that they're just going to remain in the basement? Uh, I think it's definitely a turning point. I think, I think Zach Wilson, Wilson really just needed to, uh, you know, throw, throw a couple deep passes, throw a couple touchdowns, uh, get on the board, which they really struggled uh, the first couple weeks. And, and I think him doing that, it's going to give him a little bit more breathing room. Going into practices um, this week, I think he will definitely have more dialogue to say, being being a, more of a leader of, of a quarterback. Um, I definitely expect them to start on the uprise. It was a slow start for sure, but I don't, I don't think by any means their season is over. Yeah, I think I'd agree, especially in – the division they're in, the Bills are the only team that's over 500 in this division. Every other team in the AFC East is one and three. And the Jets defense proved that they could actually be um, a dominant presence, even though Julio and A.J. Brown were out for the Titans. Um, all right. um, so moving on to fantasy football, uh, many fantasy managers have been surprised with certain uh, players this year, more specifically, the number one fantasy wide receiver right now is Cooper Cup of the Rams, who wasn't even supposed to be wide receiver one on their team for fantasy. A couple standout players that we had this week included Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry rushed for 157 yards, Tutty, and had um, in an eight-man league, he would have made you 25 points. An outstanding week again for Tyreek Hill after a disappointing last couple weeks. Um, Tyree Kill put up 37 points and his quarterback Patty put up 32. Um, an underrated performance from Sam Darnold would have given fantasy managers 31.5 points <coughs> as we're having a comeback year compared to his time with the Jets. So moving on to Tyler, Tyler will be talking about the Devils um, and the upcoming hockey season, which starts in about a week. So Tyler. Or is yours? Yeah, so Luke, we are we're both hockey guys. I know I know we're both Devils fans. Uh, you really you really have to think. I know, I know it's just preseason, but you really have to think four and zero against division rivals. It's a really good start. Um, I know it's I know it's just preseason, but it's it's re- it gives Devils fans a lot of hope. Um, what do you think? I think I think the young core is good. Obviously, Luke Hughes is going to be playing a year at Michigan, um, but I think if we make the offs that he would be a big presence. Jack Hughes growing into a great center and just the young core is getting me excited for the Devils this yeah, year. Yeah, the, uh, the urgency of the youth is really, is really bringing back um, the hypeness to Devils fans, uh, which is really good to see being a Devils fan. But you also have to, you also have to think about the veteran pieces that the Devils uh, front office brought, brought back, or not brought back, but brought in being Tomas yeah. Tatar and Dougie Hamilton. That, that's a huge help. Yeah. I want to pick your brain and and uh, 
kind of ask you what you think Dougie or Tomas are going to do for I the think, this year. I think Dougie is probably going to be – he's obviously going to be the number one defenseman on the team this year. I think if you – no matter who you put him with on the red line uh, or on the blue line, whether that be PK or another um, young guy or maybe even an older guy, he's going to be a dominant presence on the blue line. Um, and I think that's what the Devils needed. They definitely needed to step up their defensive presence, especially after the, the disappointing season last year. Yeah, I, th- I think after last year, the Devils really, really understood their their team may have been a little bit too young. I mean, their veterans per se were, were was Miles Miles Wood. Yeah. He had only been really an impact player for the past two years, so definitely bringing in the the two big men on on the uh, on the blue line uh, was a big pickup. Um, do you have any predictions for the for the upcoming NHL season for the Devils? For, for the anyone? Devils, I think the Devils may sneak into a wild card. It really depends on how the young core goes, how um, the defense really picks it up, and Mackenzie Blackwood's play. If he develops into a not an elite goaltender, but at least a solid goaltender, um, the first two games against the Blackhawks and Kraken, I think, is really gonna both home games really gonna be. Uh, put in a foundation on how the season's going to go. It could go either one of two ways, maybe sneak in a wild card or maybe another mediocre season, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you, you mentioned the Kraken. I also like to, to hear what you think yeah. about the Kraken. You know, the last expansion team was the uh, Golden Knights, and they made it to the uh, Stanley Cup their first year. Do you think – you think it could be the same as the Golden Knights? You think it could be drastically different? What do you think? I think it's going to be a lot different. Um, I don't think the Kraken made the right moves in the expansion draft. I mean, they didn't really pick up a lot of solid pieces. They got some good top six guys, but no, no guy that's really going to lead their offense or even their defense. They got, um, although they do have a top, in my opinion, a top ten goaltender, Philip Grubauer, but that's just one piece out of the six that you really need on the ice to really be a successful team. So I don't see them going anywhere, especially nowhere near the Stanley cup final this year. I gotcha. Um, moving into Madison high school, our very own Jason Candelario was recognized as a Jersey sports zone week five uh, game ball player nominee. Great job, Jason. In that week, the Dodgers brought home a W uh, 42 to eight and Jason ran for three touchdowns. The Dodgers sit at one and four and look to win their next matchup against Parsippany at Parsippany. And uh, Dodger Nation should be in attendance, get rowdy, and hopefully make a comeback for the yeah. season. Yeah, boys, Dodger Nation definitely should show up to this game. One and four is not always not that bad. Um, so I think we should be good for these next couple weeks. For the last topic of this episode, we will be talking about the AL wildcard game that took place Tuesday night. Personally, I'm really disappointed being a Yankees fan. Uh, I, th- I think the Yankees didn't come, didn't even come prepared, to be honest. From from the get-go, Cole didn't have his stuff. Offensively, they were slow. Uh, the first two couple innings, they, they took first-pitch fastballs. Um, what do you think, Luke? I, I 100% agree with you. I think that all, all the batters on the Yankees, too, except for Giancarlo Stanton, were really cold in the first couple innings. Cole was played probably played one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen from a starting pitcher. And you, from Cole, from Cole, you need a big start there to give to give yourself hope. I mean, him being pulled, him only getting him going two and a third, I think it was. Yeah. Um, that's unacceptable. 
in in the post game interview, he said he was sick to his stomach. I would rather him just not say anything and just start working and be ready for spring training. I don't I don't really want to hear from him. Yeah, I agree. He he really he really let Yankees fans down. I get I get it's part of the sport, but to be paid millions of dollars. Uh, you can't you can't be outplayed by Valdi and the Red Sox lineup like that. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the Red Sox really just came out, especially since the game was in Fenway. I think that was a huge confidence boost to the player, especially Valdi, who was last down against the Yankees, was not that good, um, which really deterred from Cole's game. Cole just went out, had a terrible game. The, <coughs> the lineup, especially missing pieces like DJ LeMahieu, really hit the Yankees hard. Uh, the order was out of whack. Yeah, off, off, disappointing game. off of that, I mean, it's not that that's a bad point, but it's a poor excuse for Yankees fans because yeah. the Red Sox were also missing J.D. Martinez. The Red Sox didn't start Vasquez behind the plate. They started Plawecki, who had who had a great great day behind the plate as well as in the batter's box. He had a big double. Um, so really there's no excuse. The Yankees, in my opinion, from watching at home, they didn't really come to play. Yeah, and going going forward in the postseason, I don't, I personally don't see the Red Sox going far, and that's not just because I'm a Yankees fan and I they beat them and I'm upset about that. I I don't see the Red Sox having enough enough depth to beat the blue to be to beat the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, so uh, like going, you never know. Yeah, going off that, do you think that the Rays? What do you think that series will look like? Do you think the Rays will sweep, or do you think it'll be kind of maybe um, Red Sox pick up a game? I, th- I think the Red Sox will pick up a game. I think it will probably be decided in game six. Um, uh, I would think I would think the Red Sox probably have a better rotation in my opinion now that Avaldi's kind of kind of kind of humming and Rodriguez is is still there to pitch. Um, but I think I think what will hurt them is their bullpen. I think their bullpen had let them down a lot in the regular season, and I think that could be a a big, a big problem for them, as well as maybe missing JD Martinez for a couple of the games because he's he's obviously a big bat in the lineup. Probably be a DH. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see the Red Sox going very far. But I, I do see the Tampa Bay Rays going very very far. Yeah, I think I think this so year too. could be their year. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that will wrap up our first episode of Puck Boys. Uh, we covered. And everything from NFL to fantasy to hockey to even Dodger sports and finishing off with baseball. So I want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch up with you guys next week. This is Puck Boy signing off.